So Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time for which God has spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son, Isaac, being eight days old. I've taught you about the blood platelet count as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. Oh, God. We need this grace. One hundred years. Amen. <laughs> and Sarah said, God had made me to laugh so that all that hear will laugh with me. Easy. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Hallelujah. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. Okay, now, why would Ishmael be mocking? Oh, that's all I'm hearing is if you, if you are talking to me, you have to speak on this earth, you know. <laughs> Only God can hear that guy. Okay, Ishmael was the firstborn son and he thought the inheritance should be his. All right? Jealousy. All right. Those, those uh, two reasons you gave me are the natural level. <clears throat> Remember, Isaac was just born. Isaac hadn't grown up to start contending for any inheritance. Amen. You have to look at things spiritually. Even though that Abraham had Ishmael with Hagar, and naturally, he would have been the firstborn. But God said in Isaac, shall the seed be called. When Isaac arrived, the authentic showed up. And the spirit of the born woman immediately knew that this is a challenge. It's automatic. It's a spiritual thing. Even down to, you know, 
the natural life. You have the first child, and the first child is the darling of everybody. And they're going from hand to hand. Then all of a sudden, there's a second child. As soon as the second child uh, arrives, you have to watch the first child. Before long, you see him trying to pull his eyes out because now you've come to share space. <laughs> uh, that's even the same blood, same whatever. But what was in Ishmael knew that the owner of the territory has arrived. Amen. And he was trying to say, no matter what you all do, I'm, I got here first, and you can't unseat me. He was mocking everything going on because he was no longer the center of attention. All right, now watch. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore, she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. You see? Now, from creation, all women were daughters of Eve. But from Abraham, all women of faith are daughters of Sarah. Isaiah 51 says, Abraham is our father, and Sarah is our mama. Now watch. What is the one lesson we must all learn from Sarah? Okay, I may have made an error. But when God shows up, I can take my stuff back. I am not going to live the rest of my life in this. I'm taking it back. He said, now put out this bond woman. She may have been the Egyptian princess when I didn't have my own. But now she's back to being a bond woman. Out. <clears throat> well, if this was the men's meeting, I could say a few choice things. But for this generic meeting, men ought to know that when women are telling you to do things, when you know that God is saying not to, don't listen to them because when it goes down, guess what? She will turn around and be blaming you. And then you're pulling your hair. I said, wait a minute. You are the one. You should have listened to me. You should have been the man. <laughs> well, why did you listen to me? So if you listen to her, you get in trouble. If you don't listen to her, you get in trouble. So get over it. <laughs> huh? Because Abraham would have felt, wait a minute. You're the one that, huh? what you talking about? I'm not, I'm not sending them away. Then what about my son? All right. So he goes to bed and God comes. 
And the thing, verse 11, was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. In all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall I see thee. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, usually a man's feeling is hurt when God agrees with the woman. Oh, God, none of these guys have any courage to say anything. <laughs> what, you all are scared or something? Come on, you can say amen, then stop at Walmart, grab you a few chicken or whatever. <laughs> you might not get dinner, but <laughs> at least be a man. <laughs> Speak up for yourself. Isaac shall thy seed be called. And also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he's thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread. I love it. I, I, I've been asking God since I've been teaching this thing. I said, Lord, I want this. He always obeys without hesitation. Go and sacrifice your son. He gets up early in the morning and sets out to do it. Put out the born woman, let it not grieve you. Listen to Sarah. He gets up first thing in the morning. He acts on it. As we will stop fasting for three days. <laughs> you start praying in tongues, trying to decide. And then the devil will come and tell you, well, you know, it can't be God that told you to do that. And you said that. And then, you know, the whole thing is a mess. But the guy just obeys. You should ask God for that heart tonight. Lord, help me to obey. Once I hear from you, let me just do it. Hallelujah. Let me obey. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. So now, he just gave them a bottle of water and some bread. I don't know how long that would have lasted. Okay? This is where I'm getting to my message now. This is all preamble thus far. Right? He says, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, put it in on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. Can you imagine how the woman would have felt? What would you, just you ladies in the house, those of you watching, Think about the issues that you may have dealt with and then see how you have reacted and the things you have said. What would you be thinking about this God that told him to put you out with no direction, no destination, no sustenance? How long will this water and this bread last? Would you still have faith Because many times you think that God is American. Because 
By the American culture, the Bible wouldn't have gotten done. Would have, no, you can't write the Bible. You can't get this done. Because the American Democrats will be voting against everything. <laughs> everything God is saying. How are you going to put a woman out? What kind of, where is the love? Come on. Uh-huh. This one said child endangerment. <laughs> the other one, abandonment. <laughs> Ooh, the press will go and camp out there and be broadcasted. They'll be monitoring Hagar and Ishmael daily. <laughs> Breaking news. This is the daily report. The child is still surviving. You have to put yourself in the story so that you stop making a fool out of yourself even with lesser things because you're thinking that God is a man. Your logic will fail every time. You say, now, put her out. So the bitterness that Hagar, you know, you cannot, you ladies should preach this better than me. Because you know that the very first thing that Hagar was dealing with now is that Sarah has come back and defeated her. Come on. You guys should have seen that before I told you. She lost. Now she's been marched off. What was she, what, what would she have been thinking? She may even be mocking like uh, her son. You know, don't, don't worry, he'll come to his senses. When he gets tired with that wiggly skin, he will come looking for me. <laughs> he, 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 he will come looking for me. <laughs> So, let's read, you see. That's why you have to learn how to walk by faith to deal with these bitter things. All right. Watch. Verse 15. And the water was spent in the bottle because it's very hot in those areas. And she cast the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off. I said, where? A bow shot. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. You notice? She thought that God had released her. Abraham had released her to a life of death. Because when you cannot see God's plan, that's when you make stupid and make a mouse judgment. But the challenge is, the moment you allow that thing to get in your heart, you, are, you become blinded. So now, you will start acting out 
what your judgment is telling you is the outcome. So in her mind, this is death. This is abandonment. This is cruelty. So she dumps the child. Said, I don't want to see him die. I don't want to see when it happens. Why? To her, the child is about to die. There's no water. There's no food. There's no money. There's no nothing. But he, she found out, as you are about to find out, hallelujah, that no matter how messed up things seem, God is still on the throne. And God has a plan. When you understand this, you will stop making noise. When you understand it, you will stop flying off the handle. You can just wait. And you ride out the storm to see where God is going. He has a plan. Even when you don't think so, he has a plan. So I read 15 again. And the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast the child under one of the shrubs, and she went and sat her down over against him a good way off. I said, where a bow shot, for she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. Isn't that what we do? You start crying. You don't know that your crying is a testament of your unbelief. Yeah. Because... Once you get bitter and start doubting, then you lose the presence of God and his companionship and the wisdom he would have been given to you. Because many times when you get bitter, you can't even see what's before you. Your judgment will be playing out. All right. I'm not buying any amens. Okay? And God, verse 17. Remember, who did the Bible say was crying? Hmm? Hagar was crying. All right. You have to follow the mysteries I'm showing you. Hagar was crying. And many of you do a lot of crying but it is fruitless. Look at what God said. <clears throat> Verse 17. And God heard the voice of the lad. Did you hear what I read? And God heard that meant Nobody paid attention to Hagar and the noise she was making crying. So I'm notifying all of you cry babies. Yes, thank you. All of you that are crying in the closet thinking that God is moved by your unbelieving tears. And God heard the voice of the lad. Right? And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven. 
and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? <laughs> Thank God she was an American. What would that American say? What? <laughs> what you talking about? You're the one that sent me out here. And now you're asking me what is ailing me. Fear not. For God had heard the voice of the lad where he is. Resurrection house. Are you, are you seeing the mysteries I'm showing you? I know you read these stories and you don't see what I'm telling you. I'm about to tell you something even much more powerful than what I'm showing you. Because this lad is Abraham's seed. Hallelujah. And God will hear the voice of your seed. Whether your seed is a human being or money you sold or help you gave. But your seed will speak. <laughs> Glory to God. <clears throat> so God heard the voice of the lad. And what he told Hagar to do is what I came to tell you to do. Even though I'm not reading it, but I know what it says, and I'll go back to read it when I finish. And God commanded Hagar, go pick up the child. Wherever you dropped him, Go pick him up. <laughs> you see? Some of you haven't gotten it. See, because when you get bitter, you drop your stuff. When you think death is coming, you drop your stuff. But when God comes, say, go pick up what you let go. Get your faith back in motion. Again, beloved, I said, these messages are amazing. Look at how it all played out in what happened in Abraham's house. Yeah? Sarah was the one that engineered this thing with Hagar. But when her miracle came, she said that the bond woman got to go. That's a blessing that I released as the church celebrated my birthday this past week. Or whenever you're watching this, it doesn't matter really when it happened. And I released that blessing that those that we hear God and put the right seed and celebrate 66 years with me of God's faithfulness. A grace was released where you can order things out of your life you disagree with. And they must go. Hallelujah. Sarah did, said, come on, cast out this bond woman. And then when you look at it, say, well, how will God approve of that? Abraham obeyed and moved Hagar with Ishmael out and gave them some bread and a cruise of water and the bottle ran out very quickly. The well of water was there, but Hagar dumped Ishmael, said, I don't want to see the child die. <laughs> and she was crying and going through her pity party. That's where many people are. 
And he said, and God heard the voice of the child. Not the voice of Hagar, the voice of the child. He said, wherever you dropped him, go pick him up. God is not finished with him because he's a seed of Abraham. You are a seed of Abraham. Don't let your destiny go. Don't give up on your faith. The miracle is in front of you. You just can't see it because your meditations are off. But if you worship God, if you keep declaring your faith, if you keep magnifying him, his presence will fill your empty life. Fill the void. You will see that there's a well. Yeah, your body will run out, but God has made a provision for a well for you to live many years after. <laughs> when I see what we go through in Nigeria to find water, you know, some places in the riverine area, you go 20, 30 feet here, there's water. But in my place, you would go 440 feet before you see any decent amount of water. You can make a well out of. But they were digging wells in those days. I don't know who dug this well. <laughs> Did the angels of God dig it? But God knew where Hagar needed to go. Even when she was frustrated and crying and feeling rejected and deluded, hey, but every step she took led her to God's prepared place. You need to see these things in the scripture so Satan will stop lying to you. You are on that path now. He never seems like it. But his unbelief <laughs> that blocks you from seeing that even though you're hurting, God is with you. Even though you're hurting, there's a miracle developing. You can run into it. <laughs> hey, he's faithful. <laughs> That's why I can brag on him. I don't care what's going on. I've been tried in the fire. How many times over? <laughs> Would you believe me and put a seed in this ground? Would you believe me and dust off your faith and start praising God? Would you believe me and get up and come to church and leave all these guys that are running programmed services and come and sit under the glory? Some of you have come and then you leave in the middle of service. I say one thing. I am not perfect, but what is in me is rare. You can't find. You better come back if God is calling you <laughs> and experience resurrection. Your life will not be the same. I believe we poured some precious truth into you this week. Uh, if you really listen, you will never remain the same. Sunday morning, 10 a.m., we'll be worshiping God with reckless abandon, trusting him to perfect all that concerns us. He will make the crooked path straight. He will. <laughs> How many times have I seen dark days, seasons, no light, and suddenly here he comes. <laughs> That's why I just laugh. I thought I'd laugh at the devil when he's barraging me with all these things. But I see I got to go. <laughs> Come on, beloved. Believe God today. Start shouting. Start praising God. Amen. You will have a blast. Don't forget the Thanksgiving service. I'm inviting you all to come. It's miraculous. It will be a tremendous blessing in your life this year. I'm telling you. I can sense it coming. There's a glory that will be poured out mightily. Come and receive in Jesus' name. We love you. We'll see you here next week or Sunday morning at Resurrection House for All Nations. 6605.
resurrection way. Amen and amen. God bless you.